Hey, Manjid, I will sell you this pen for a million dollars. Nah, I'm okay, thanks. Just buy it. No. Buy the pen. No. Just buy the damn pen. You know, you really need to work on your sales skills. Hey, guys. So this episode is sponsored by Sales Society. As everyone listening knows, part of starting a successful startup is sales. And Sales Society is a place where you can learn sales techniques and tips to grow your business. Now, we wouldn't bring you something that we haven't tried ourselves. I personally have used Sales Society's courses and learned how to follow up creatively without nagging, how to re-engage those disappearing clients, as well as how to schedule more meetings that result in closing more sales and getting referrals. And of course, we got you guys an amazing deal. If you head over to the link in the episode description, salessocietymm.com, and put in the offer code YELLA at checkout, you will get two months free gold pass access, which means you get full access to all the courses, downloadable scripts, audios, videos, and templates. How awesome is that? Now, Majid, let me tell you a little more about this pen. On today's episode, we discuss the ups and downs of being in a startup and the roller coaster ride that is the advertising industry. Hi, welcome to Yalla. I'm Majid. And I'm Mishari. And we're starting a podcast company. So I listen to a lot of podcasts. And I've made a podcast before. So I guess we're qualified. What's the worst that could happen? Don't even get me started. And we're back. (laughs) So what are we talking about today? Can we talk about the fact that I'm like questioning all my life decisions? (laughs) (laughs) You've had a couple rough days, maybe? Maybe the fact that I haven't slept in three months. (laughs) (laughs) This is a running theme. I hope we can turn this around. Or the fact that I want a vacation, but I don't foresee one in any like near future. Well, I know you're going on a couple trips, but I know that's work related. (laughs) Make the most out of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm not feeling it. Um, It's been a few down a few days. You know that. Like, yeah. No, I do. I know. I have been um, aggravated and uh, short-tempered. Tell, tell <laughs> me, what, why is this building up? Why have we got the... Let, let everybody know. No, I think like, you know, like you're in a startup and you kind of have like down days and you have... I mean, you have up days and you have down days. It kind of yeah. just depends on how things are going. And, and also, I think like sometimes, you know, when you're in a company, you work on what you do and what you do well. Yeah. And that's kind of your job if you're lucky. But like when you're in a startup, you're having to do everything. And yeah. so much of it is just crap you don't want to deal with. And you're just kind of getting frustrated and annoyed. And The, the <laughs> juggling act does uh, take its toll. Um, and it makes the downs ever so more bitter and the ups all the more sweeter. Um, so I can, I can appreciate that when it's down, it feels like it's really down. But, you know, there, you have to understand that that's the ride, right? Yeah, I I do. And like, you know, we work from Area 2071, which is a co-working space. And so I kind of decided to go around and talk to some of the other uh, founders of like other startups. Oh, right. Okay. And kind of see like... (laughs) The collective, like the community. I'm like, what do you do when you feel like crap? (laughs) Oh, cool. And I just kind of got some reactions. So let's... um, Let's take a listen. Let's take a listen and uh, see what you think. I'm actually new to this feeling right? okay. because I'm, I left my corporate uh, job a few months back mm-hmm. and went full time uh, on what I'm, I was doing now. When you work in a corporate environment, it's really everything is pretty much more uh, expected. Mm-hmm. But now, yeah, I've been having it. I would say this is, yeah, we'd wake up in the morning and you'd feel that it's a heavy day or a bad day. 
calling them heavy days these days. Okay. And then the feeling would, would last throughout the whole day. Yeah, it's, uh, it's binary. It's either this or that. And what does a heavy day look like for you? Not feeling the... Not believing in, in some aspects of, of what we're doing. This is it. It's like doubting, am yeah. I doing it right? Am I, am, I, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing it right? Or am I talking with the right people? It's, it's yeah. So what do you think? Oh, wow. <laughs> he's, he's got a term for it already. Heavy days. I like that. I'm going to get a t-shirt. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Just to warn everyone when I walk in, <laughs> it's, it's a, a heavy day. day. I woke up and it felt heavy today. <laughs> Watch yourself. <laughs> what I was wondering was like, how can you tell it's a heavy day right as you wake up? I'm sure like your, your day starts and then you just get this vibe. But like to wake up and be like heavy day, <laughs> like that seemed a bit like intense. I don't know. Like I think so I can relate to a lot of things he was saying. Sure. I think I can relate to the fact that like him, I left you know, a, mm. a career and a yeah. job to, to kind of go full time into yeah. a startup. And, and sometimes it kind of does make you question like, okay, I just left a career I've been building for 13 years Yeah, to now go and do something that is not necessarily so linked. Do you to feel that. like you're, uh, it, it almost answers itself, but do you feel like you're starting from the bottom? I mean, it's not that you're starting from the bottom. It's that like you left something established yeah. that you'd kind of been working towards for mm-hmm. years and years and years yeah. and now you're building something from scratch that's I, that's really your own I yeah mean, so this is where he, when he said that, that this is new feelings like i thought that was interesting because when you're working as part of a company the dynamic is different yeah and your role is different and where responsibility is shared is different and you just you're you're i mean to a certain extent like when you're part of a company, you can check out for a couple of weeks. And realistically speaking, you can't afford to kind of do that. So you can't have an off day to a certain extent. There's, well, I mean, um, I'd hate to say that you can't, can't have an off day. Sometimes those off days just happen. But it was interesting that uh, he brought it back to belief. Yeah. The idea that irrespective of what's happening, your belief is going to be challenged in yourself, in what you're doing. And I think that also, I can't remember where I've heard it, but the idea that entrepreneurs need to be the eternal optimist. Yeah. Because and, there is that kind of part that sometimes you're just like, holy crap, am I kidding myself? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, 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 checking of, that checking of the belief. It's interesting. Do you feel like when you went around that you somehow reinforced? So, I mean, let me give you, an, let me give you another reaction. Oh, yeah, cool. Let's if you've see got what, another, what let's you do think it. about this one. So as part of a startup, obviously you have like days where... Or at least I feel like you have days where you feel like everything is going your way. Mm -hmm. And then you have days where you feel like everything is completely against you and you just kind of feel super down and out. Mm -hmm. How how do those kind of come up for you, I guess? Well, I guess there's a difference between what I think I should be doing versus what I actually do. Mm -hmm. So I always think that if I have a down day, I'd want to go to the gym and release some stress. But that's wishful thinking. (laughs) And uh, that's me not... Um, doing what I'm preaching. Um, in reality, like something that worked for me yesterday was to take a long nap. Uh, I just felt exhausted and it was a down day. So I slept. Okay. And I slept, I think, from 7 p.m. till 6 a.m. the next day. And today, I feel like a new, I feel like a new person. Okay, cool. And what's like, what's a really bad down day for you? Like... It usually means... Um, having several meetings in different cities, uh, getting a couple of no's here and there. Yeah. Um, just general stress. Trying, trying to, you know, keep everything going at the same time. Uh, that 
tends to drain me. Um, and it's usually, actually, usually it's one uh, big no or one negative no which hits you. Yeah. And that bullet, <laughs> <laughs> once it hits you, um, you need to, to sit down and just recover from it. Lick your wounds, kind of, right? Yeah, it's hard to keep going um, with a bullet like that. There is not a nap long enough. To make that was a big nap. What, like seven to six in the morning. I think that's that's what the rest of the world calls sleeping. I I've got I totally empathize and I really sympathize for for that kind of feeling. First of all, the idea of I know, what you think you should be doing, what you should be doing, and the idea that there can be two worlds where you're where you're trying to get something done, and you think you should be doing something else. That's just a lot of energy in 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 sort of like just stressing about that is well no, I think what he was saying was like the healthy thing to do when you're having a stressful day is go work it out. You yeah. know what I mean? Okay, but, cool. But emotionally you just don't have it in you, so you go and you take a nap. Sure, yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> and look, I I mean, I know there's nothing like even a micro nap where if you if you can check in, and this is yeah. the challenge, if you can be mindful of what your body is trying to tell you. Yeah. Even that 15 minutes will give you so much more in the the next few hours, if not the rest of the day. Yeah. So uh, that fear of not being able to pause and regroup physically, um, I think that was really important to to sort of recognize. It's interesting because like I find, for example, for me, whereas my weekends before used to be social time. Yeah. Now I, my weekends are recovery time where it's mm-hmm. like I'm just kind of trying to re-energize myself. Yeah. Even if that means just being by myself and reading or watching TV or yeah. taking a nap or whatever. I'm also in the same in the same situation where I'm juggling the day job and as well what we're doing with Finial and then making sure there's time for family. I've learned, even though it's not like me, but on the weekend there needs to be some time where I'm not doing anything. Yeah. And not even thinking about trying to do anything because I need to recover. It's not very long, but that little moment is very useful for me to settle and recover for the the next week and sort of the startup. And what about that bullet? I mean, we've had our fair share of bullets, right? Definitely, we have had our fair share of bullets, and I think it does hit you like a like a brick. But before we get to the bullets. There's one last recording which, oh, I, cool. which I got, and no, I was you like, went, okay, this you went one, around and really helped ask the community I for help <laughs> to feel like people understood what I was going through. No, I think it was a good thing. <laughs> I was having a moment, <laughs> but no, this guy reminded me of you, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Maybe it would, would sound a bit odd, but I'm really like transparent here. Mm. Yeah. I'm talking with my wife. No, oh, okay, yeah. So she helps me a lot to pass and move forward like she's like a on like the, the i don't know petrol for for the engine and when i'm really having a really bad mood and bad day in the office i'm just texting her and she's like cheering me up well, that's nice. so i think that that's pretty much that's really the sweet. most yeah that's amazing i love that that's so poetic she's the fuel for his engine i i am i have to say as a married man with three kids and a day job and trying to make finial work and so many other things on my plate. Just being able to check in with somebody and just say, hey, look, I'm here in this headspace. And it really, yeah, it's not so much a dump. Like I, there's a difference between like, oh, this is everything that I'm dealing with, but somebody who will give you some reflection. Yeah, someone from an outside perspective yeah. that's not in the quicksand with you. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that kind of really, really helps. And I, I, I have to admit, there's there's also something beautiful about him 
like being so transparent right off the bat. Yeah. I think there's, there's this camaraderie or, or this understanding, like we're all in it together to try and make it happen. And so he was being very honest and open. Yeah. 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 He also brought up the, 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 the fact that like a no will really bring him down. Yeah. So I thought it was interesting that two people that I spoke to completely separately and from completely different startups both brought up this kind of no aspect of, of or dealing with the no when you're in a startup. So, so why do you think that is? I know for us, we've got a lot riding on the hope for a yes. There's this sort of anticipation. You're really hoping that you can close a deal or sell a product. And then when you get a no, like, yeah, it can almost feel crestfallen. Like, oh man. Well, we can discuss that more when we come back from our break. <laughs> So this episode is sponsored by Peninsula Farms. Look, I'm a bar soap guy, always have been, always will be. Please tell me you've tried the product. I tried it and I also checked out their website and apparently the goat milk mixed with the olive oil and coconut are the perfect balance to nourish your skin and cleanse it. If you guys want to grab some of this, head on over to PeninsulaFarms.com or click the link in the episode description and treat yourself to some goat milk soap. It also smells really good, guys. So Majid, I know you're all about bootstrapping. What if we gave our listeners a chance to save some money as well? As long as it doesn't cost me any money, I'm down. So we set up this cool deal with Noon.com. If our listeners buy anything and use coupon code POD15, they get 10% off their purchase. Wait, do we get to use this as well? Uh, I guess. Why? What are you planning on buying me? <laughs> Not going to happen, buddy. So guys, head over to Noon.com and use coupon code POD15 for 10% off all of your purchases. Buy me a present. And we're back. Um, so you wanted to discuss... The concept of no's before I rudely interrupted you yeah. for um, our paid sponsorship. <laughs> yeah. So like the, the way I was thinking was the idea and the psychology of a no for a yeah. startup is really interesting space. You've got a lot of different type of no's. And the way I've always tried to think of it is being the you know chipper one in the team is that it's never like this finality. Yeah. It's simply to say delayed gratification. You You need to go a little longer, go a little harder, go around and find another person or another client who will give you the yes. The concept of having a startup and being a co-founder mm -hmm. really depends on you having hope and faith and optimism in yeah. the idea that you're building. Sure. And, a, and a no can definitely start chipping away at that. Yeah. And I also think there are sometimes kind of different reasons why a no kind of really kicks you in the butt. Yeah. So if A, you're really trying to prove your business model works yeah. and you get a no, that can sometimes really sure. kind of kick you in the gut yeah. because um, you're like, you start questioning your business model as a whole. Yeah. And then B, there is the, sometimes you're just kind of waiting on that yes to kind of help you out financially because sure. you want that deal to well, be yeah. closed. There's no unlimited cash reserve or time. You're working within the confines of your runway, your startup cash. And yeah, the yeses mean you get to live a little longer, work a little longer. And exactly. I can understand the anxiety with that. I also find that there are those no's where straight up you get it immediately and you're like, okay, great. I can move on. Yeah, I can move on. I can pivot. I can change. I can shift. Great. Yeah, because but then you can yeah. put your energy somewhere else. I mean, we've experienced it where you're going down a road and you, you think you're on the yes. Yeah. And then, you know, something happens and you get the no at yeah. the end and you feel like, oh, wow, crestfallen. You feel like you've, you've just put all, all this effort in and, you know, you start backstepping. Yeah, I mean, I think you can definitely see that, for example, with us, mm -hmm. our business model kind of re relies on 
sponsorship and yeah. advertisement as yeah. well as for example closing branded deals right yeah and i mean we can start with let, let's talk about millennial mirrors oh yeah right millennial mirrors season two mm-hmm. going out getting advertising getting sponsors for the show yep we went into a few meetings at the beginning and it was like people were like mm, it talks about cultural issues mm-hmm. we don't know if we want to kind of put our brand yeah, on it that because we don't touch those things yeah exactly etc and for me that was like very kind of it really kind of shook me because I was like, oh, crap, like my the podcast, which yeah. was out there marketing and which I was so vehemently like, these are the topics I want to talk about yeah. and I want to stay true <laughs> yes. to myself. And yeah. blah, blah, yeah. blah. I'm, I'm creating a product that's like not business model friendly. Yeah, there was that kind of like really scary moment and time. And then fast forward to like literally, I think it was a week later. Yes. Yeah, I you remember, know what yeah. I mean? It's, and on one day we got like literally three requests, two yes. of which were for full, full sponsorship. sponsorship yeah. And we were like high fiving. And we're like, yes. <laughs> and you're like on this high of like, hell yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? You know, we went with the, the sponsor that like, you know, responded first because yeah. you have to be sure, fair yeah, and fair all of that. And this is a- um, we went from there to starting to go through like procedures. The, the procedures yeah, and stuff like that. It's never as quick as you want. So you have the procedures. Yeah. The, and you're literally going through the procedures and other people are like approaching you for a spot and you're like, sorry, like yeah, yeah. Sorry, smiling taking. on your face. Like, like hey. but we have these other things coming up and yeah, you're kind of like exactly. going along and like working. That's on. a good feeling, but yeah. It, so you're, you're on this high, right? Yeah. And you're just like, yeah, it's just paperwork. It's all <laughs> going to go through. It's fine. I was like, I, I left for the day yeah. and I was like, listen, just keep me posted. Uh, let me know like once you've gotten like the signed, <laughs> the signed papers Yeah, and I'm at home on the couch, just relaxing. Oh no. And I get a voice note. <laughs> Do you have that voice note? Could you yeah, play that? Yeah. I'm going to play it for you now. Okay, cool. Hey, uh, sorry to ruin your evening, but, uh, the has fallen through. So, not the end of the world. We have plenty of other people lined up. It's just, um, yeah, we're running out of time. So, uh, I'll get on the phone now and then we'll get someone else on board and let's coordinate tomorrow. Okay, bye. Oh, man, that's got to hurt. End of day to hear that. And I like I'm thinking back now at when you let me know and yeah. how I was just like, OK, on to the next one. And like yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe a phone call would have been better because that's a gut punch. Yeah. And I, I feel bad for Leda, though, because she's like, can you stop like putting my negative voice notes on the podcast? <laughs> like I do send you positive news, too. And I'm like, that doesn't make for good storytelling. <laughs> well, actually, yeah. speaking of positive notes, tell us about Millennium Mirrors today. Yeah, so I mean, like like I said, we had backups, uh, sure. you know, and we signed with a backup and things are fine in terms of exactly, the sponsorship. Yeah. And we've already started production. Yeah. We've already like recorded a bunch of the episodes. Yeah. It's it's definitely fun. Yeah. I enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, it's a very different vibe than Yella. Sure. Because it's interview style. And yeah. I think whereas in Yella, I'm very like animated and we go, we have this like back and forth. Millennial Mirrors, I try to kind of highlight the guest and kind of, I guess. When I was with you in the studio that day and you, we had one of the, the new guests on, I remember thinking like, wow, Mashar is like really muted. Like he's just chilling. He's, he's not like as excited. And, and I realize what you're doing is you're giving space for the new host rather than what we do here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, it's nice to go in and have those kind of like rich conversations. Mm-hmm. And it's like that feeling of excitement when yeah. you're having like this amazing conversation and you can't yeah, like, yeah. like put it out so that other people can like hear it. You know, Do you I mean? feel like it's the same as season one when you were recording the first time? It's weird because like season one was very much kind of just like my own passion project, mm-hmm. which I wasn't like expecting to kind of, 
I wasn't expecting that many people to listen to sure. it. And I wasn't expecting to kind of get the reaction I got. I wasn't expecting to do any of that kind of stuff. It was just something I did for myself. And I was just going to like put it out there and see what happened. And now it's because I have the legacy of season one. Yeah. Because I know our plans for season two. It's a different ballgame. Awesome. So I think I am more excited. Um, Speaking of excitement, when is this actually going to drop? Right. So actually, the first episode, sh- if you're listening to this episode, the first episode of season two Millennial Mirrors should be out. It's live, guys. We'll need you to get on to that podcast as well. Yes. So with that, I really need to ask you something. <laughs> oh, man. What's going to happen in the next episode? Okay. I don't mind you actually asking this time because I have a plan for the next episode. Okay, I know plan. what we're doing in the next episode. So we've been working for a while now. Yep. We've hit a bunch of milestones. Yes, we have. Uh, we've got Layla working on like commercial and numbers mm-hmm. and doing all that kind of stuff. Yep. So I think it's time for us to represent the numbers to people and see what people have to say about our business model and our numbers again. I, I love how you're just calling them people. I know exactly <laughs> who we're going to have to have a chat with. The good cop and the bad cop. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Bella and Fahim. But yeah. really the idea here is to be able to verify what we've done before. Yeah. And to see if it's changed, if we're going in the right direction. I mean, the idea when we started this was that we wanted to kind of create a company and we wanted to go to investors and blah, sure. blah, blah. The, the messaging we got was very much, you need to put a lot more work into this before sure. it's like ready for you to kind of go out there and present to people. Yeah. So now I think we have put a lot of work into it. Let's go back and see what they think and if they think we're ready or not. Cool. I've just got like some energy hearing that already. <laughs> let's, let's take all we've done and put it on paper, guys. Exactly. Cool. So uh, join us on the next episode to see if our numbers are finally up to scratch. You can find Yalla on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Angami, or wherever else you get your episodes from. This has been a production of Finial Media, recording out of Dibay. Thanks to everyone for listening, and we love your feedback, so keep it coming. This is Majid Al-Qasimi saying, Ma'as-salama. I'm Sharanezi. Bye, guys. Hey, Manjid, I will sell you this pen for a million dollars. Nah, I'm okay, thanks. Just buy it. No. Buy the pen. No. Just buy the damn pen. You know, you really need to work on your sales skills. Hey, guys. So this episode is sponsored by Sales Society. As everyone listening knows, part of starting a successful startup is sales. And Sales Society is a place where you can learn sales techniques and tips to grow your business. Now, we wouldn't bring you something that we haven't tried ourselves. I personally have used Sales Society's courses and learned how to follow up creatively without nagging, how to re-engage those disappearing clients, as well as how to schedule more meetings that result in closing more sales and getting referrals. And of course, we got you guys an amazing deal. If you head over to the link in the episode description, salessocietymm.com, and put in the offer code YELLA at checkout, you will get two months free gold pass access, which means you get full access to all the courses, downloadable scripts, audios, videos, and templates. How awesome is that? Now, Majid, let me tell you a little more about this pen.